This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad. Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Bill Mackey, Judd Zolgad. It is going to be fun. There's Define going to be fun. Mackey and Judd. It's not always going to be easy. It could cause plenty of angst. On 1500 ESPN. Tag and a right wing to Crosby. A poke check away and now the counter. Here come the Caps. Kuznetsov gets loose. Evgeny coming down the middle. A shot and it comes in over. He scores! He scores! Evgeny Kuznetsov wins it for Washington! It's off to the third round! The Demons have been exercised! Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, Pittsburgh! We're going to Tampa Bay! The Capitals have done it! Finally, 1998, baby. First time back in the conference final for the Washington Capitals. So, Chris Long, our friend from Channel 5 Eyewitness News, the sports department, answer us this. What's it like when your favorite hockey team gets deep in the playoffs? What's it like? I don't know. I blacked out when it happened. (laughs) (laughs) Um, See, that's the thing. I don't want to... Like, I kind of was on Twitter, and, you know, we all celebrate publicly now in this era of social media, and thank you guys for having me on this morning. I don't want to – I'm not gloating here. I don't want this – I'm trying to invite Minnesota to celebrate this with me because misery does love company. So I'm not – I get that I, I don't want to gloat here. Now, as I pointed out in the past, it's not like – I mean, the Timberwolves made a conference final, for heaven's sake. I mean, I'm not as aligned with all the old D.C. – the Redskins have – kind of fallen out of favor with me because of their ownership. I never really was that big of a Wizards fan. Um, Is there anyone who's really that big of a Wizards fan? They're a very vocal and small minority in in D.C. I mean, they have a great fan base. It's just not that big. And then I was never a Nationals fan. We were, there was no Nationals. I lived there. We were, I'm still, if you ask me what baseball team I'm most root for, it's still the Orioles. So this is my team. Like, and, and it's just, over and over. So anyway, going back to my point, Vikings have had their at least chance to get thumped in conference finals. The Wolves made one. The Wilds have made one. Like it's been so. It's it's almost statistically impossible to figure out the fact that Washington teams were over their last sixteen. Mm-hmm. I believe was the number. <laughs> second rounds. I mean that's that, that's unbelievable. So anyway, it's. The other side of the coin is it's just weird to be celebrating like this as a fan base about being halfway to the overall goal. Like, this is – it's because it was against Pittsburgh. It's because of this second-round jinx. But it's – you know, it did kind of subside quickly. It, it feels a little like the reaction to the Minneapolis miracle or whatever we want to call it, Seven Heaven, where, like, oh, the Vi- something happened to the Vikings that doesn't ordinarily happen. And, yeah, but they're only halfway there. And they still have to go beat the Eagles on the road, much like the Caps are going to have to. If the, the Caps at some point are going to have to pay it off in the end, right? 
Eventually, sure, but let's enjoy this for the next 24 hours because sure. Tampa scares the heck out of me. Uh, and remember, the last two times they've had a big win like this, they uh, got through the uh, the first time they ever won a second round. Uh, they got through with a uh, somebody asked me last night. It was 90, 1990. Um, and then they got swept in the conference final by Boston. And then the only time they actually made it to the Stanley Cup final, so the only the second time they made it to a conference final, they finally won that. They get to the Stanley Cup final and get swept by Detroit. Yep. So even though we're celebrating this, we still haven't really punched through ever once getting to that next round. And it's just, it's, it's such a weird, like this, 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 it's, they've been the best team in hockey seven years out of the last 20 and just can't ever get it done in the deep in the playoffs. It's, it's insane. So, Chris, uh, two things. One is the, the first, when, when I was watching the uh, third period in OT last night, I'm thinking to myself, if the Caps lose this game, they're cooked. Because in Game Seven, something's going to go wrong. They, they, if this, if Pittsburgh can get this to a Game Seven, the Penguins win. The other thing, though, is, is so, so you put the kids to bed, you go downstairs. Give me, uh, t- take us through your reaction as the uh, as the goal unfolded, and you finally won the series and finally beat the Penguins. So yeah, we were watching uh, as a family the second. We were only supposed to watch the second period, and then the girls bargained. The oldest, the four-year-old, bargained for the third period. Now we're getting pretty late, so okay. we get to the third period. And she understands what's going on, and she goes, "Daddy, it's going to be overtime." Yeah, but it's not like the regular season where the overtime happens right away. They're going to take a big long break. And tell you what, I'll DVR the overtime for you. Let's go to bed. We'll we'll watch it in the morning. She's like, "All right." Amazingly, she bought into it. So we do bedtime. A couple books. Throw them in bed. Boom, we're done. I I actually missed like the first two minutes of overtime. I get back down in front of the TV, and I see there's like 17.50 left in OT. I'm like, oh, man, glad I didn't miss that. 40 seconds after that, if you remember, is when Kuhnhockel hit the post for Pittsburgh, which as soon as he shoots, I went the entire left side of that net is open. Thankfully, it hit the post. So now I'm, you know, tremoring and shivering and sitting in the lazy boy, just trying to shift to find a comfortable slash lucky position. Uh, I didn't even realize it was Sidney Crosby, and this makes it a little sweeter. Uh, had the puck that Kuznetsov poked the puck away from that ended up with Alex Ovechkin. Ovechkin turns up ice. I stand up immediately. I, I realize that Kuznetsov is two steps ahead of him. Ovechkin is a smart enough player. He's not going to try and take this by himself. I mean, he's one of the best players in hockey, but he's certainly not a glory hound. He passes it to Kuznetsov as he gets across the blue line. I'm walking toward the television. I had already moved the coffee table just for exactly this instance, so I've got a clear shot to the TV. I probably get it out four steps, boom, boom, deeks. I couldn't tell right away that it went in because from the, the main game camera angle... It looked like it went by because the, exactly. the defender's stick went by and it looked and like the puck was going with it or something. Yeah, That's what drew your eye. So I'm watching the stick. I look back at the goal. I can't tell what's going on. And then I hear... Uh, I can't remember what I saw the ref point or whether I heard Doc Emmerich say the goal had been scored. But my first, you know, I mean, I don't know what my first thought was, but my overarching thought was, don't wake the kids up, don't wake the kids up, don't wake the kids up, don't wake the kids up. <laughs> I mean, they'd been asleep for 10 minutes. The two-year-old, I don't think, was even asleep yet. So I'm doing this. Now I have to, like, burn off the energy that I can't use in sound. So now I start running around. It's not a big basement. You've been there, Phyllis. It's certainly not palatial. But I'm doing laps around the perimeter of the basement in front of the couch behind the recliner in front of the little play kitchen set and then back just 
pumping fists and whispering. <laughs> we'd, we need video of this. Why did no one? Why did your wife not take video of this? Somebody asked me about it, and I said, "Look, the closest thing I can compare it to is the scene in Miracle when Herb Brooks is back in the tunnel, celebrating quietly on his own that they just beaten the Russians." It was the yep. same kind of thing. I can't yell. I can't be outward about this, but no. Of course, the trolls came out. I said I, I wasn't equating the stakes. I was just equating the actions. So, uh, yeah, then I had the DVR back because I'd missed all the replays. Um, they, NBC Sportsnet got so fast out of it. By the time I was done doing my laps, they were on to Winnipeg National. It felt like I think I think Doc was going into a pretty big. Doc, Doc had some things that he was going to go into, and it's almost like a producer got into his ear and said, "Hey, Nashville, Winnipeg, Nashville, Winnipeg," and he, and he exactly. like cuts himself off. Is this? Is this top three most sports excited you've ever been, Chris? And uh, what what would the other things be? Like, in your life, being sports excited, where did last night rank? That's hard because it's been a while. I mean, I remember seeing Notre Dame win a national championship in football when I was 14. Um, See, that's like moment of... Like, the only thing I can compare it to, I mean, Judd, you may remember this one. Dale Hunter scored an overtime goal to beat the Flyers back in 88. Yeah. That was actually the first time the Capitals had ever won a playoff series. They were like 0 for 4 in playoff series. And actually, strangely, it was in overtime. And if you look it up, it looked exactly like last night's goal. Uh, won a series in OT, got over some sort of hump that the Capitals had been facing. I was actually at that game, and that was that's still the best live moment I've seen. Um, man, I don't know. I mean, it's just because it's so weird. I had to reel this back so fast, and it was great. Okay, we win, but now we. Sorry, didn't mean to do a we there. Uh, they. Oh, win. it's okay. It's all right. It's a it's a we when you've been invested for four. Exactly. Years. You're entitled. Um, I, it's hard. I like. I'm seriously trying to reel myself in. It was great. It was a wonderful moment. It was amazing. On to Tampa because, like you said, this this isn't going to be remembered <laughs> as fondly if they get swept by the lightning which has happened the last two times they've made it, you know, into somewhere near the promised land. So, um, yeah, at the moment, it's probably top three because they're the team I'm most passionate about. Um, I'd have to think longer on this one. But, yeah, I mean, the moment, yes. But, you know, how it will be remembered down the road will be very different, um, depending on what happens against Tampa and then either Vegas or who, Winnipeg or Nashville. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris Long, where would a Stanley Cup championship uh, take Ovechkin standing in D.C. from where, where it is now to potentially where it could be if he has a title? Well, he's turned it into a hockey town. I mean, I kind of talked about the Wizards having this small minority of passionate fans. That was us in the 80s and 90s as Capitals fans. You had to drive all the way out to Landover in this weird building that was the Capitol Center. You never really had a star. I mean, you got a Cicerelli for a couple of years. You had a Gartner for a couple of years. Yeah, you had Gartner. So there's, there's, there's never been this transcendent figure for the Capitals. Ovechkin shows up, and it becomes a hockey town. Rock the red. Everybody's downtown. They have to change the subway schedules because so many people are now going to games. Um, I mean, you'd have to go back to the Super Bowl Redskins. Um, he, he, he would... You know, Kyle Ripken is in the conversation because for my generation, that was all we had for baseball. Um, I granted the only one won a World Series. So, you know, it wasn't like it was this dynastic thing. You realized he was great, but there weren't these prolonged postseason celebrations. So, I, best in my adulthood, without question, I mean, you'd probably have to go back to Theismann and Riggins um, to find somebody that was that beloved 
is this beloved, especially if he ends up somehow. I don't want to let myself think about it yet. <laughs> Ray the Stanley Cup. I'm I'm rooting for it. I think there's a connection between Capitals and Vikings, even though they're different sports and they're different parts of the country. I just think the heartache, the fact that they're almost always in the playoffs and never horrifically bad, but but always teasing fans for multiple decades. So I'm rooting for it. I'm rooting for you to have more sports joy here in the next, I don't know, several weeks, and uh, it should be fun to follow. Uh, Capitals, Vegas, Game 7, no. OV no, top shelf. No, we can't take let's it. Let's make it Don't happen. Don't do that to longer. Come on, let's do no. it. Don't do that to longer. <laughs> no, Winnipeg or Nashville, please. I don't want. I don't want the other feel good story trumping my feel good story. I think you'd have a better chance against that that feel good story than you would the Jets or the Predators longer. Let's uh, let's worry about the Lightning first, fellas. All right. Okay. We'll take it a game at, at a time, Chris Long. Brown paper game bag. One. Brown game paper one Friday. Bag. Game at a time. Bye, Chris. Congratulations, yeah. Longer. All right, Chris Long from uh, from Channel 5, one the, of our good friends on the show. By the way, the expansion capitals in 74, 75, 80 games, 8 wins. And that's how you like it. The capitals in yeah, their first two good, years was it, it was won, good for the league. won 19 games. Good for the NHL. In their first year as an expansion team in 74, 75, they went 8, 67, and 5. They had 21 points. That's where they started from. But it was better for their franchise because they could up. be terrible for five years. Build up. And they didn't make the playoffs for their first one, two, three, four, five, up. six, eight years. Dave, do you think it's better for the Capitals that they've never won a championship in like 50 years? or and But have slow cooked and you know keep people on the hook with expectations? Mm-hmm. Or would it have been, been better if they had just won a Stanley Cup right off the bat? Oh, they're way more <laughs> endearing this way. Way more endearing. Admit to it. Admit to it. The they Vikings are, are endearing because they don't have a championship. Are they endearing to the fans in Washington more? Sure though? they are. So Look now? at Longer. He's t- he's running around his his living room last night pumping his fist because of this. Vegas fans are like, yeah, this is normal. You're right. If they had won a Year championship, one, yeah. those Pens fans hate their squad too. Year one, we're used to this. They're entitled. Sure. Snobs. I'm saying if the Caps had won a championship in like the late 70s, that reaction went to bit. It would have been much more tepid last night. You would have oh, been running gone. around, pumping your fist. <laughs> well, you say entitled like it's a bad thing. You know who loves being entitled? Those who are entitled. Yeah, well, I the snobs know love being snobs. You mean in Boston? Yes, exactly. What kind of questions do you have for us next? I have one about the twins we're going to get to and uh, something related to Chris Long's uh, sports excitement last night. All right. We're watching sports. In fact, we're about to fire up this twins game here on a 55-inch TCL TV that has over 4,000 streaming channels in addition to our cable package and 450,000 movies and TV show episodes TCL has quickly become the pioneer in bringing the best smart TV experience to your home. In fact, they've received rave reviews from top sites and publications like CNET and have won the coveted Editor's Choice Award from PC Magazine and USA Today's Review.com. Some of the quotes that you'll see about TCL TVs, truly excellent image quality and the best smart TV system on the market, impressive contrasting color performance paired with a wealth of connected features, and uh, produces images with more digital brightness and color than uh, more detail, I should say, brightness and color than most TVs that cost hundreds of dollars more. You can go online and read reviews for yourself or stop into any major local retailer and watch a TCL TV for yourself. Notice the difference. Mackie and Judd now continue. The sooner the better. On 1500 ESPN. Now on Mackie and John. Do you believe in past lives? Did we ever really land on the moon? Questions. What are the six degrees that separate you and Kevin Bacon? Of significant importance. 
Uh, twins leadoff hitter. That's right. Twins leadoff hitter Logan Morrison just pops up on the third pitch. Carlos Martinez. Over. Yeah. Work the count a little bit, Lomo. Let's go here. It is interesting. Uh, Carlos Martinez is, is one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he's off to a ridiculous start. He has a 1.4 ERA in seven starts. Good luck to the Twins today. Try and get win a this split. game two to one. We get a split. That's okay. Dave's got some questions for us. Yes, I do. Let's talk about the Twins. Fernando Romero is really good. I don't know if you've noticed that, at least through for, uh, through two starts. 11 and two-thirds, no runs given up. Let's hit the deal. Fernando. There's also a guy that's still working to come back that would like to join the rotation. His name is Irvin. Irvin Santana. Finish the sentence. When Irv comes back healthy... That's it? That's it. Finish that sentence. Wow. When Irv comes back healthy, (laughs) it'll either be a six-man rotation or... One of the current starters in the rotation will have an injury in air quotes that <laughs> sidelines them for like 30 days. <clears throat> Lance Lynn. <clears throat> Who, by the way, I don't know if we're going to get to this today, but Lance Lynn spoke to the St. Louis Post-Dispatch. The old, I'm sure it was a beat writer that used to cover him in St. Louis for a number of years, and he ain't too happy. And it's not like the, a twins Lance Lynn thing, but... He turned down $15 million qualifying offer, thinking, oh, I'm going to get a multi-year. He's making $12 million with the Twins. Could have gone back to the Cardinals for $15 million. He's making $12 million. With, hey, he's, he'll be able to feed his kids. I'm sure he's fine. I hope so. But um, I don't think you're going to take Barrios out. You're not going to take Fernando out if he keeps pitching this way. Sorry. You're not going to take Fernando there you go. out if he keeps pitching this way. Odorizzi's here for multiple years and uh, has been... Mostly reliable. So that leaves Kyle Gibson and Lance Lynn. And Gibson's been probably your best starting pitcher so far. So it's it's really either a six-man rotation or Lance Lynn versus Irvin Santana. Because ain't going anywhere. Not to give the exact same answer that Phil did, I will uh, change it up and say when Irvin Santana comes back, it's going to be even later than we expected the second time around. Because originally it was going to be early May. Mm-hmm. And then like, well, he's not even throwing a baseball yet. So now we're shooting for, and, and then because they moved him to the 60-day DL, I think he can't come back till like June 1st. So now the expectation is, well, he'll be back early June. Uh-uh. I think Irvin Santana. Irv's going to come back in a rehab. I bet the earliest he comes back is around July. So, so it's going to be break. yeah. So it's going to be far later than expected, given the circumstances of this pitching staff right now and the fact that he didn't start throwing for a long time. But yeah, yeah, it's not going to be when we all thought it was. Question number two: Chris Long, very sports excited last night with his caps. Heading to the Eastern Conference Finals, he described it as running around his basement, doing a lapse behind the recliner and the uh, couch in front of the little mini kitchen set, and pumping his fists and whispering, yes, 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 so as to not wake up the children. That is absolutely delightful. Yep. What would get you as sports excited as Chris Long was last night? 
right now if it were to happen. And keep in mind, this wasn't a Stanley Cup, right. but he was really pumped up. Oh, for me? What would get you to long-level sports excitement right now? I feel like this is a tough one for Judd to answer because he no. prides himself on being no, a soulless no, journalist. No, no, I very, am a no, journalist. I am simple. no longer it's a fan. It's very simple, and that is, that is the announcement, the press conference held in St. Paul that the Wild has changed its name to the North Stars. <laughs> that they are again the North Stars. And if that happened, I would run around my house and I wouldn't be quiet because I don't have kids and I don't care if I did have little brats. I'd wake them up to tell them that Daddy's dream has come true. And the Minnesota North Stars are back. And a stupid name that no one ever has known and will ever figure out what the hell it means has been put away for all time. Daddy's dream of reliving the past. And yes. Dallas is now whatever they want to call themselves. They can have the Wild. They can have the South <laughs> Stars. They can be whatever they want. But the Anna's coming back. The white jerseys are coming back. And everything is right with the world. I get wrestling sports excited all the time. There's like two things the two things a year that happened. Like six six years ago, Brock Lesnar coming back. I was in the arena in Miami for that. Uh, the Rock making his return. So I get wrestling sports excited on a regular basis. But I gotta say, I think the Twins are the team. It's such a love hate because for a long time it was like, what are you? What what is the organization doing? Why don't they do things that other teams are doing? And now it looks like long term they're on the right path here. Uh, I, I think the Twins converting. I mean, I was I was alive in 1987, 1991, so it's not like we've never seen them win a World Series. But I think for the Twins to cash in and win a World Series, a Game Seven, Target Field, whatever that would be, that would get me pretty sports excited. I think to pick a local team. No, there's something about the Wild. Like, it'd be awesome. Don't get me wrong. It would be awesome if the Wild won a Stanley Cup. But it's hard, unless you you grew up in the 90s and that was the first hockey team that you knew. Yeah. It's, it's no, a little harder. It's not the same. Yeah, when you, I mean, not that you can't still be a fan. Obviously, there's a lot of grown adults but who are huge Wild fans. But yeah, I no. find it harder to form an emotional connection with a team that came along when I was an adult. Mm-hmm. I and, agree with that. And, I think that's very fair. Okay. It's just harder. Yeah. Because you form those connections when you're like, Seven, eight, nine so years old, fifteen years old, and you just you're just much more emotionally attached, and you go through these ups and downs. Why I cried when memories. the Cubs lost in '84. Final question: Did you guys see the story of Jolene and Martin LaFrance from a few days ago? No. They are under arrest, charged with a scheme to defraud and endangering the welfare of a child. This happened on Friday, according to the sheriff's office in Syracuse, New York. They started a GoFundMe for their child um, because he had cancer. The only problem is he never had cancer, and that's what authorities figured out. Their son, <laughs> CJ, was never diagnosed with cancer or any other medical condition. <laughs> that would necessitate a GoFundMe page. They got about 3300 bucks. That will be refunded to those who it's... supported it. They also were special guests at a Syracuse football practice. CJ was nine at the time. He received his opportunity to meet his favorite players coaches get a little you know one-on-one time a lot of throw football the kid's uncle apparently was in on it and saying yeah the kid's already had radiation and surgery and it's really bad did they shave his head i don't know about that i hope so god i hope they did it's possible borderline evil genius very deep to get 3300 bucks and meet the syracuse football team so let's focus on the sports part of that let's focus on the faking cancer part of it actually well there's that (laughs) 
That's exactly what we're going to do, actually. If your parents, when you were a youth, were to fake your cancer so that you could live your sports make-a-wish or whatever we're calling this, what would it have been? Um, there's so many options. I mean, instead of going with, with the cliched, like any number of wrestling options, which would be amazing. Like when Braun Strowman at WrestleMania brought in the nine-year-old. Doing it right now. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. Uh, you, Dave has golfed with me before. I'm not very good. I mean, I'm I can hang in there a little bit, but I'm on a good day. I'm trying to shoot ninety. On a bad day, I'm shooting like one ten, and so it's it's not pretty. Despite that, I'd love to tee it up at the Masters. The Masters on the first tee from Minneapolis, Minnesota. <laughs> Phil Mackey. <laughs> a duck hook to the left. It looks like he took out a family of four. Oh. Emergency vehicles are on the scene right now. Are you feeling okay, Phil? Let's clear. Let's, I mean, he's let's, suffering. Let's clear a path in the gallery as Mackey stands over his ninth shot on this par three, 220 yards. Oh, look. It looks like Mackey has decapitated a goose. I love how you think they. I could get into the Masters on this one. <laughs> Wouldn't See, it be fun? Just even the par three you, contest. You, Tiger, Phil. Hey guys, wait up! <laughs> I would love to tee it up. Just go shoulder to shoulder with some of the greats, the Rorys, love and the Mackies. Not even just play the course, but it has no, to be at the, be the Masters. Got to be at the Masters. The Masters. Hello, right, friends. Fit me for my jacket. They have to measure everyone, right? They have to measure. I want to just get measured for a green jacket. Hey, Mister. Hey, Mister. Nance. If you're in the can tournament. I join they gotta you? measure. Can I join you in the tower now? <laughs> Of course, son. I'm just looking for my ball. I think it whizzed by your ear. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) You're going to get into the masters on this. This is genius. Oh, what would yours be? Well, if I had been, let's see, if I, if my parents had come up with something and I I was a kid, I I would shoot for something much smaller that I could do. Like, actually, you know what I would have been? I'd have been like a bat boy for a week for the twins. That's what I would have done. Clubby. Clubby. I would have been room oh, It would have been great. It would have been fantastic. I want to get back to how bad these people must be though. I mean, how what type of deviant do you have to be to decide little Johnny has cancer? Probably Phil's right. You probably shaved his head. <laughs> if you, and okay, then you got if him through to a Syracuse practice. If you shaved your son's head. How old was this kid? Nine. Uh, he was nine at the time. You CJ, shaved yeah. it. So the nine year old is complicit here too. <laughs> when you're nine, you you're have you rest. have thoughts. You're in like fourth grade by that time, right? Yeah. Nine. So you know what's happening. Yeah, you know that you don't have cancer. Sure, but or did they or did they tell the kid that he had cancer? I would well, assume he have to be in on it because he's probably. Or in on did it. they not tell the kid? Is it possible that they just told the kid, "Oh, hey, daddy pulled a couple work connections, no. and you're going to be uh, half court of the Warriors game tonight." I think the kid's smart enough to know yeah. dad probably doesn't have those work connections if this is the scheme he's pulling. <laughs> and at nine years old, if if you get to a practice for for Syracuse, odds are they come up and ask how you're feeling. So yeah. you you got to be like, "Well, I had a rough day yesterday." But no one's ever going to come up and specifically ask you like, well, "How's how your you? cancer treatment?" No, but going? they'd ask they you just how, how you're doing, and you could be, obliviously you could be like, "Oh, I'm I'm doing really well. It's I'm great, doing great to be here." <laughs> Never been doing better. I'm feeling great. What were the experiences again? It was more than one, wasn't it? Uh, well, it, it was the money for that was the big thing. The thirty three hundred bucks for a GoFundMe. But they went to a, a Syracuse football practice, received an opportunity to meet the favorite players, head coach, 
uh, broke down practice, was in the middle of the huddle afterwards. Yeah, you got to do yeah, some you'd have to be completely stuff. in on the whole thing. <laughs> Mackie and Judd are back after this brief timeout. How did your focus groups feel about cliffhangers? On 1500 ESPN, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad. How long did the show last? More than seven hours. <laughs> Mackey and Judd on 1500 ESPN. And this portion of Mackey and Judd is sponsored by It's Just Lunch. <laughs> Pecking order. Today's topic, the random and unexplainable memories of childhood. Here are Mackie and Judd. <laughs> oh, we got to revisit this from the 10 o'clock hour. Uh, by the way, Twins down one nothing going into the second inning. Jose Martinez with a bomb to straightaway center field off Jake Odorizzi. And uh, that might be all the Cardinals need <laughs> might be time because to head to California. their starting pitcher, Carlos Martinez, has allowed three earned runs in his last six starts combined. Uh, so we we were, this is in honor of Menard's guy, rest in peace Menard's guy. We did our pecking order based off nostalgic things, so things from days gone by, that your childhood or early adulthood that have stuck with us for no good reason. And uh, our lists were very different but similar in terms of like how old we were. Um, like I had the WGN Cubs baseball theme from the 90s stuck in my head. I, it's been 20 years and I've had this song stuck in my head. That was number one on my list. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Cubs baseball. Brought Harry Carey uh, about nine beers deep. Brought to you Stone. by Budweiser. Uh, you had uh, this this random Bob Lertzema TCF Bank commercial this was from number the 70s. two, yes. I sure like the help I get from those Twin City Federal folks. So thank you, TCF, for helping me save and making Bob Lertzema Day possible. At least you'd think my wife and kids would show up. A snow-filled <laughs> Met Stadium with no one there. Amazing. Uh, and then you had this Empire Carpet commercial. 588 to 300 Empire. An, an O2 uh, Cubs games in the 80s right there. And then my number one was the Embers Jingle. Wow. Which could wake you up from any sound sleep at 2 a.m. <laughs> as they played those tunes. And then sang the great song, Remember the Embers, Breakfast, Lunch, or Dinner, Every Meal's a Winner. Uh, the other that was one, number one. The other one here, too, I, there's a, we had 10 on each of our lists, but uh, the late night baseball card packages <laughs> on like QVC or Home Shopping Network with Don West. Look at this. 13,000 cards. We didn't load it up with a bunch of mini traded sets and little Donruss rookie sets and things like that. We loaded it up with nothing but meat and potatoes. All factory sets, factory rack boxes, and factory vending boxes. Folks, do you realize that price is out of this world at Just like things that stick with you. And uh, so we had a bunch of emails and people tweeting in here. I'm just going to go through some of these. Uh, Greg says, how about monster truck races in the Metrodome? Or, I mean, it was the same races and commercials, I'm sure, in any venue in the country. But uh, race fans, this is it. And, of course, you need the deep, excitable voice. Usually telling you that tickets are just five bucks, right? Yep. Uh, So we had that. Uh, Other people, let's see here. Mark emails in to Mackie and Judd at 1500ESPN.com. The American Gladiators intro and theme song of the Gladiators. That is Dave, you said that would be on your list, right? The Gladiators theme? 
not only would the theme be on my list, a specific contestant from American Gladiators. Wow. Wesley Two Scoops Barry, <laughs> the greatest contestant in the history of Gladiators. He crushed the competition time and time again. And he went by two scoops because every morning he ate uh, Kellogg's Raisin Bran, so two good. scoops. And he'd win a, you know, w- whatever the, the event was, he'd crush the gladiators and then pump up the crowd, two scoops, two scoops. <laughs> and they'd all chant with him. And this guy was awesome. Oh, he was the greatest athlete I've ever seen. So he, but he wasn't a gladiator, right? He was no, like No, he was a contestant, but he just crushed. Okay. He won everything. He destroyed all the other contestants. Why they, did they keep like letting the, him back on the show if he's making the gladiators look bad? I, well, you have to. Popularity, and you keep right? winning, and then guess, you have to do like the you know, tournament of champions where you bring all, you know, all the winners back, and he just it. destroyed everyone. Wesley Two Scoops Barry. I love the excitement. Oh, he was outstanding. Uh, let's see here. This, we had a bunch on Twitter coming in here, too. Someone, Evitz, tweets in. I don't know this one, but it's an infomercial with a sleazy-looking guy from the 90s. There was all kinds of these infomercials, like how to make money. All you have to do is call 1-800-577-9898. Learn three ways to make money. And it's this guy in front of like a beach in Hawaii or yep. something. Yep. Or here's another one, the, the, the collect commercials. Before you could just like before everyone's phone plan, just you could just call long distance. One eight hundred collect or or one eight hundred one eight hundred collect or ten ten three two one. Yes. Or ten three two one. What were those? Were those long distance? Just call ten ten three two one or whatever I think it was. So yeah. Late nineties. Yeah. Do you, Do you guys recall you know, the Saturday morning shows for gambling? So it would be like Magley, yes. if you don't if you don't call this number right now, you're gonna I'm gonna save your house for you. and it would be this just half hour of guys yes. screaming about you That's know right. Kansas State you can't lose today. And wasn't their goal basically just to get if 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 uh, a thousand people call in yeah. and five hundred get the right information? Yeah, because let's say it's a fifty fifty split, and then those five hundred people spend more money. Yeah, but it's it was genius. just great. They spent a half an hour just bellowing about, you know, gra- if you don't bet on grambling today, you're an idiot. <laughs> what? Uh, huh? Another another TV commercial from the 90s that stands out, the the Mentos commercials when they came out. That is a good one, yeah. And when the, there's one where the guy sits on, he's got his suit on, and he's got a meeting or something, a business meeting. The, the fresh maker. maker, where the guy sits on the bench and it's just freshly painted, a freshly painted white bench with yes. his dark suit. Yep. And he realizes, oh no, like what do I do? Well, I pop a Mentos and then I just like make the rest of my jacket a pinstripe jacket now. Awesome. And what what was the <laughs> Foo Fighters huge hit that used? Uh, Learn to fly, I believe. Yeah, and then and then they they would start Maybe doing shows and s- sing that song. And get pelted by Mentos for the entire Are you show. Serious? Yes, they would actually. People would bring Mentos to their shows and throw them at the stage. I did not know this. Yes, and Dave Grohl's like, I can't sing the song. <laughs> I can't do it anymore. I can't take being pelted by Mentos for entire shows. Uh, let's see here. Here's here's another one. Matt emails and I'm loving Judd's list. Thanks for bringing up the Empire commercials. I still sing that in my head all the time. Those commercials can still be seen during Wings reruns on the Twin Cities Antenna TV, Channel 5.4. Really? I guess so. Uh, the other phone number jingle that sticks with me is 1-800-528-1234, Best Western. I, I can't think of that, that jingle. One. But no. here's one. I'm sure I'd recognize it. What about the Pizza Hut? 4888888. Pizza Hut delivery is really great. Oh, yeah. 
never leaves. No, nope. oh, that one will always be there. And comes back at random times. Like you'll be doing they bring so- that, something. They bring that number back? No, no. I'm saying it, it doesn't leave your head and it comes oh, back okay. at random times. You'll just be doing something and all of a sudden I'll hear, Empire. I'm like, why am I thinking about the Empire commercial right now? 580 Empire. <laughs> I can see Judd walking around. It's like, why Why is that song going, why is that number going through my head right now? Because you haven't vacuumed in a month and a half. You speak of Menard's guy as, you know, the spokesman you recognize. Micro Machines guy from the 90s. That one stick with you, Phil, at all? Micro Machines guy. The fast-talking Micro Machines guy. They call me the Micro Machine Highway Warrior. The daringest dude on the road here to beat up the highways with these mighty Micro Machine Highway Warriors. These Micro Machine Highway Warriors are the mightiest micros ever with totally tough snap-on armor. They'll leave you in the dust. Don't pick a fight with this Micro Might. Remember, if it doesn't say Micro Machines, it's not the real thing. Yes. I missed wow. that. I missed that one entirely. I didn't even like micro machines that much. They're just tiny little cars, yeah. They're, you know, maybe the size of your thumb or something like that. Yeah. But yeah, the the commercials were very memorable for me at least. I think I, I know that this company definitely still thrives and, and they were doing in arena promotions for the wolves, but when the Klondike bar jingle first came out too, that was one that oh, stuck in. What would you do for a Klondike bar? bar. Exactly. I don't know, and maybe I'm just thinking when I first saw it. I don't know how old Klondike bars are, but I remember those in like the early 90s coming out. I did a Google search for 1990s TV commercials too, and there's all kinds of stuff, all kinds of stuff flooding back in here. Like um, the uh, these cereal ads. What, what is it? The um, Sorry, I'm blanking here. Oh, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Where like it'd be some kid in a classic... When kids in the '90s used to wear the colored T-shirt, but then like a flannel over and yep. like kind of an open flannel, and it's and the kids always look like that in these commercials with like the wavy '90s hair, and then a cartoon character like the Cinnamon Toast Crunch guy or the Captain whatever Captain Crunch guy. <laughs> I don't know. Definitely remember those for sure. Here's a good one. I, I just got a, a note, and it's it, I, it's actually this should have easily made my list. Twib, th- this week in baseball theme song. That okay. should have easily made my list. Sticks with you. It does stick with you. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, with Mel. This week in baseball. Oh, Mel Allen? Yeah. Hello, everybody. This is Mel Allen. That was, yes. That should have made... Every week watch. Like, isn't it crazy? Oh, you used, so great. Wait, back in the day, you'd watch This Week in Baseball literally to catch up on all the things that happened that week in baseball. Yeah. Because maybe you weren't that... Because This Week in Baseball is sort of pre-Sports Center... Or at least well, it was network TV for me it was, and for sports sure. center. Not everyone had cable. Yes, and so think about like this is gonna this is like mind blowing to really think about this. But how long the Earth has been around and people and you know conscious thought. And what do we do without cable? And then all of a sudden, from like this week in baseball's peak in let's say the late eighties, early nineties to now. And how so, irrelevant a show like that is in terms of like you could still have a show that shows right, stories but, and stuff, but it's not so that you big just a deal. like scroll through your hey, phone and find a baseball score or a highlight. Howard Cosell Monday night halftime highlights were the first time that that most of us got to see highlights from Sunday. That was the big. I mean, he would. That was such a big deal, and and kids like me would beg our parents, "Can we stay up through halftime? That's it, just to watch them." Yeah. And that was, but think about that. That was Sunday afternoon games. Monday night at halftime of the primetime game would be the first time that we got to see the majority. Wait a day and a half. Highlights. That's crazy. Of highlights. Yeah, that's amazing. Um, it was great, though. By the way, we, if you if you have if we're if we're missing nostalgic things that we haven't brought up in the thirty minutes we've been doing this six five one six four six eight two five five. 
Twins have tied the game at one. I didn't see how it happened, but they have runners on the corners now, two outs against Carlos Martinez, and Jake Odorizzi strikes out on three pitches. But the Twins tied the game at one, going into the bottom half of the second inning. Mackie and Judd from the TCL Broadcast Studios. Mackie and Judd now continue. It's going to be awesome. We can't wait. Mackie and Judd. Be ready. On 1500 ESPN. Tune in Tuesdays at 6 o'clock for the Adrian Heath Show, presented by Heineken. Each week, 6 p.m. Tuesday, Jamie Watson and Adrian Heath will be breaking down Minnesota United FC, MLS soccer, and much more. All of it right here on 1500 ESPN. The sun used to make our outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable, we couldn't use it. But then we discovered the Sunsetter Retractable Awning. I love when that dude, he tugs on his shirt. It's so hot. He like tugs his shirt away from his chest. The 20-year-old infomercial, or not infomercial, it's like a two-minute commercial. There's like two or three different versions. They dub the price. You said they keep redubbing the price. You can get your own sunset or awning for four ninety nine. Oh man, six seventy five. We're getting more like nostalgic. Did you did you find a oh. Super America commercial by chance, Dave? We got a couple of tweets about Super America commercials. I don't remember this jingle at all, but here it is. I'd bring this back. S.A. Premium. You don't, you don't remember this? Super I don't. Oh, yeah. yeah. For sure, yeah. I remember it's like Super early America, 90s. we never stop. I remember that one. I don't, I don't remember that one. No, that's weird. Is that one on there, too, somewhere? Uh, I'll see if I can find that one. Man, stuff just sticks in your head. So the, the S.A. one was in the dome? Oh, I've, I just heard it on the radio. I think the Twitter, I, I think a guy on Twitter said that, it, it was in the dome too, which I believe. Oh, probably. Yeah. I just don't recall it in the dome. Six five one six four six eight two five five. Mike, you're on Mackie and Judd. We're talking nostalgic jingles and things that stuck in your head from back in the day. Oh yeah, come on, you guys have to know this guy. Step into a slim gym. Yeah. Oh yeah. Step into a slim gym. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> you know something, brother? That's Hulk Hogan. Yeah, that's they good. kind of blend in together. Yeah, well, if you watched Saturday morning programming from, like, 1990 through 1994, yep. you could always be guaranteed to see a Macho Man Randy Savage Slim Jim commercial, for sure. Now, are cartoons uh, still alive on Saturday mornings, or are they basically a, a relic of the past now, and there's more programming for kids where they're supposed to learn? That's a good question. I I don't flip around a lot on Saturday mornings. Uh, I think there are still... Well, there's like cable channels now that serve those purposes, right? There's like Nicktoon, Nick, okay, Nickelodeon yeah, that, Kids or that whatever. That makes sense, yeah. So I don't think it is. But that's another thing, too. When I was a kid, and it's just, I was born in 85, so I remember the, the cartoons I watched in the late 80s, early 90s were like... Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, See, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Heroes in a Half Shell, Turtle Power. Yeah, <laughs> Dave and I watching the same stuff. I can keep going. Transformers, <laughs> they had G.I. Joes, and then eventually it turned wow. into like, well, the, the, uh, Garfield and Friends. With I remember Garfield and Friends. With uh, the farm, and they had like the Just, farm yep. thing. But then it was shows... They had like different versions of Saved by the Bell. They had like that like surfing cartoon? show, like cartoon or no with real actors, with actors and actresses. But it was definitely meant okay. for like thirteen-year-old kids to be watching. Okay, I just stopped watching those about a year ago. By the way, still why? <laughs> why would you stop? Because in in my day on Saturday mornings, I'd watch uh, Scooby Doo was on uh, a show called Jabberjaw. 
a shark who, who could talk. Okay. But the best part, the best part about it was on Friday nights before the cartoon season would start, would launch, they, they would have like a preview. Tomorrow morning, the new cartoons and the unveil wow. would be just awesome. Uh, Steve, you're on with Mackie and Judd. Uh-oh. Steve's breaking up. I can't. Six Steve sounds like, sounds like He's a breaking transformer. Up. Let's, try, let's try it one more time because we're almost out of the show. Steve, are you there? No, I think we got to say bye to Steve. I'm sure that was going to be a good point about nostalgia, though. Um, yeah, let's see here. Slim Jim still uses Macho Man's, according to Tom here, snap into a Slim Jim line to this day. Well, I mean, it's Slim Jim's line, and they just paid Macho Man to, sure. to say the line. Yeah, it's, I think there's just something something about TV in the 80s and 90s when cable was really starting to pop. You had such limited options, too, that you tended to watch the same channels all the time, and mm-hmm. you would see a lot of the same commercials, and... Now, I mean, I could watch 10 or 12 channels that it maybe like you watch NHL Network. I don't really watch NHL Network. So it's it's so much more fragmented, right. the commercials, and so much more targeted, right? Different choices. That's Even when you go on, true. go on the internet and you see banner ads for things, websites that you've already been to. So you don't, you don't get that broad targeted ad campaign like, like everyone would see the same commercials back in the day. Mm-hmm. The Super, Super America, Mentos, whatever Anticipations for like one show, too. Yeah. Uh, twins and Cardinals are tied at one right now. It looks like this. Uh, there's a bang bang play at second base here. It was called an out, a caught stealing here. Yep, Dozier oh, yeah, blocked the bag out. with That's his a foot. Nice play by Doge, my so, buddy Doge. Uh, so the Twins. Uh, this is a, this is one of the toughest pitches they faced all year. Carlos Martinez and uh, they're holding in there one to one. After the first inning, Mitch, Mitch Garver Gar- just did Mitch, the finger guns. Mitch after Mitch Garver he- <laughs> got a guy at second. He should. He should be celebrating. He walked in the dugout and did the finger guns. That's for fantastic. Gunning that guy out. Dude. Did he blow off the end of the gun, too? <laughs> oh, we must. The camera no, cut away. Save that, that for later, happen. Dave. <laughs> oh, here's another one real quick. Chad says the Cap- Captain Planet or the Captain Planet. Uh, I didn't watch Captain Planet, but Man, I still remember Captain the show. Planet. It was like TBS's cartoon to help save the world by recycling more. It was like a recycling superhero, Captain Planet. It was weird. All right, we're back tomorrow. See you guys. Pop quiz. What can you buy for $3.99? Not a latte. But for less than the cost of a cup of coffee, you can get all your favorite music ad-free. While other streaming services jack up their prices, Live One's membership is only $3.99 per month. And you can lock in that price for a full year. Join now to get the best deal in music with zero ads, unlimited skips, and maximum audio quality. Get the music you love at a price that fits into your budget with Live One Plus. Check out liveone.com slash best music for details.